Welcome to The Way Home Podcast, a conversation about church, community, and culture. I'm Dan Darling, your host here in Nashville, Tennessee, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Vincent DeCaro. Vincent is the Chief Outreach Officer for CareNet. Uh, if you're not familiar with CareNet, it's an organization that equips and helps pregnancy crisis centers. There's about 1,100 or so CareNet pregnancy centers around the country, and these centers do great work. They go into communities and help young women in crisis uh, think through good decisions about their unborn baby, not just trying to get them to make decisions for life, but also walking alongside them after the baby's born, giving them good resources on parenting, equipping them with, with physical needs, diapers and, and bottles and, and formula and all those things, and then really trying to point them to a local body of Christ where they can hear the gospel and, and come to faith in Christ. And uh, you know these, these centers are staffed by Christians who are pressing the gospel into the brokenness of the world around them. They're on the front lines of the pro-life movement. Uh, this has been a real passion of mine. I've had a chance to, to speak and raise money for these groups around the country, and they're doing incredible work. One of the reasons I wanted to have Vincent on was because they just re- released a new report talking about the effectiveness of their crisis pregnancy centers around the country. And we already knew how effective they were, but when you see these numbers and how many babies and how many lives have been saved, you're going to be just amazed. We're going to link to that report on on my website, on the podcast page. The other reason I wanted to have them on is because CareNet is joining ERLC and Focus on the Family and some other organizations to host Evangelicals for Life in Washington, D.C. next January. And uh, this will be a conference to not only speak out on the issue of life, but also help people get equipped on how to be champions for life in their local communities. And so you'll want to be paying attention to that. We'll have a link to that as well on the website. By the way, I want to thank all of you who have written, tweeted, or otherwise communicated about the Way Home podcast. Really appreciate it. This is how you spread the word. Tell a friend, and they enjoy it, and then they tell a friend, and then a word spreads. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can email us at wayhome at erlc.com. Is there someone you'd like us to interview or or just some feedback about a topic we've discussed? Please let us know, and we'll try to get back with you. If you missed any of our podcasts, uh, we have them all uh, on danieldarling.com on the podcast page. Uh, we've talked to people like David Platt, uh, Oz Guinness, Molly Hemingway, Matt Chandler, Karen Swallow Pryor, a wide variety of guests. And if you'd like to, you can go download those or you can subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or however you like to listen to podcasts. But for now, let's listen in on our conversation with Vincent DeCaro. Vincent, thank you for joining me today on the Way Home Podcast. Glad to have you with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So if you could, before we get started talking about CareNet, tell me a little bit about your role at CareNet and maybe how you came to serve in this position. Sure. You know, I am uh, the chief outreach officer here, so I'm overseeing our development and communications uh, operations. Um, I've been with the organization for a little bit over a year, um, but for the 12 years prior to that, I was actually... I'm a vice president at uh, the National Fatherhood Initiative, Mm -hmm. which is another nonprofit. Um, And so I've always had a passion for, you know, building strong families and um, talking about the importance of marriage and fatherhood and all these things. And obviously, uh, the life issue is intimately related to that. 
Um, and so just, you know, always had a passion for life and families. And so CareNet is, is a, the perfect place to be for me. It's interesting how those two things uh, go together. You know, your, your boss, uh, Roland Warren, was at the National Fatherhood Initiative. And uh, he's, he's uh, still continuing to speak out on those issues, even as president of CareNet, which has been great to see. It's interesting how both of those issues kind of work together. Um, yeah. It seems to me, right, that the the, the abortion industry crisis, if you will, is sort of downstream from some of those uh, fatherless and and uh, family crisis, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a couple things there that I think are important to think about. One is that you know, abortion is not just a violation of the sanctity of human life; it's also a violation uh, of the sanctity of the family. Mm. It essentially it essentially separates motherhood and fatherhood in in both time and place, and says that. You know, essentially, motherhood begins uh, at conception when when a woman you know has uh, has the ability to kind of continue or not continue the pregnancy. Uh, but fatherhood can, fatherhood actually starts at birth. Mm-hmm. So after the decisions have been made, kind of outside of his kind of realm of responsibility, so to speak. Uh, okay, then, now you have permission to be a father. <laughs> and so, yeah. so it's cause there's kind of this weird disconnect there. Um, yeah. And also, you know, frankly, if you look at um, the women who do have abortions. Most of them uh, will cite some sort of relationship problem with the father of the child as one of the primary reasons why she's having an abortion. And typically, the father of the child is is the first person, and, and often the only person uh, that the pregnant woman confides in when she finds out that she's pregnant. And so, to not really have a, a focus on building strong relationships between mothers and fathers, and talking about the importance of marriage, um, it's going to be really difficult to make a significant dent in the abortion numbers. Uh, if you could describe a little bit of what CareNet does, I mean, someone who might be uh, listening to this podcast and is interested, what does CareNet do? Sure. So our national office uh, is the office that supports our national network of pregnancy centers. So we have about 1,130 mm-hmm. uh, centers all over North America, and we support them to help them be as effective as possible in their work. And so those, those centers are the ones that are on the ground in communities, helping women who are facing unplanned pregnancies, uh, helping men who are involved in those pregnancies, and helping those folks, uh, giving them all the options that they need, uh, all the information that they need in order to make um, a fully informed choice. Um, and obviously, you know, our, our goal is to uh, provide, you know, compassion, hope, and help uh, to these women so that they see that there are realistic alternatives to abortion and that there are people who are going to love them and support them and, and help them in a life-affirming choice. Um, so, you know, at our at our at, at CareNet National, uh, we're just always innovating and trying to figure out the best ways to help those centers do that critically important work. And then there's a couple other things that we do at the national level um, in terms of creating programming and curricula and educational, uh, mm. you know, programs for those centers. And we also run the nation's only uh, real-time call center that provides immediate pregnancy mm. decision coaching. So when folks are, you know, facing an unplanned pregnancy or, or feel they're in crisis or just have questions and not sure what to do, uh, they can actually call. And we don't just do referrals. We actually have coaches who will answer, answer your call mm. um, and walk you through um, a pregnancy decision. And so it's a one-of-a-kind uh, hotline. Um, that uh, has just been, you know, starting to see really incredible results and in really changing and saving lives. That's great. You know, when I was a pastor, I found crisis pregnancy centers 
one of the most effective ways to really live out your pro-life ethic in the community. And then I've had a chance in the last several years to raise money for some of these. I'm doing one in, in a couple of weeks. And really, I've found, you know, if, if you're going to be pro-life, which we should be, and you want to be active on it, um, there's a lot of different ways. We need to vote for good candidates. We need to get awareness out there on what Planned Parenthood is doing, th- thankfully for that good work. But really, the, the, the biggest bang for your pro-life buck I f- have always felt has been with these centers where they're, you're really saving lives. You're really uh, saving lives, and, and so much more than that, right? Uh, caring for these young women, uh, having gospel conversations, right? And, and, and in some ways, putting families uh, back together, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's all of the above. I think you really just nailed it. I mean, it's it's not just about being pro-life, it's about being pro-abundant life. And that's mm-hmm. really kind of, you know, what we're trying to build at CareNet. Mm-hmm. Um, not only helping folks kind of make that life, that life-affirming decision, um, but also talking to them, to them about, you know, the ultimate source of true and lasting transformation, uh, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and also talking to them about the importance of family. Um, you know, we don't we don't want her coming back in uh, in eighteen months with another unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to kind of build that perspective that you know marriage is the most is the only appropriate place uh, for you know it's the best environment in which to you know to have and raise children. Um, and obviously, not just talking to her, talking to men too about their roles and responsibilities in building strong families and preventing you know more quote unquote unplanned or quote you know crisis pregnancies. We don't want right. to just you know, have a continuous cycle of those sorts of things. So all of these things, the gospel and families and marriage and life, these things all come together at your local, you know, your local pregnancy center. So like you said, it is, it is a really great opportunity, and, and they're always looking for volunteers. Um, you know, they're, they're, they rely on an army of volunteers, frankly, um, to do this incredible work that they do. And that leads me into, into really, really one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast was you guys have just uh, published your 2015 CareNet Impact Report. And this this is just incredible numbers. Uh, I'm looking at it here. In the past seven years, just under 500,000 lives saved, so babies saved uh, from abortion. And when I look at that number, it's amazing to me because I know how these these clinics run, most of them right on a shoestring budget, relying on on donations, mostly volunteer, right? I, most of the staff and personnel at these clinics are volunteer, and yet the amazing effectiveness. Why are these clinics so effective? You know, I think, I, I think the, the secret sauce, uh, so to speak, I guess that's not so secret, <laughs> uh, is really the, just the compassion, hope, and help that they provide. You know, th- these are people who really and truly care about the women and men that they're mm-hmm. serving. Um, they're absolutely not in it for the money. There's, you know, every single service that they offer is absolutely 100% free. Um, so they have no financial incentive to do any of what they're doing. Um, they're doing it because they they love the folks in their community and they want to truly serve them um, and, and act in their best interests. And so they're out there acting in the best interests of the people in their community, not in the best interests of, you know, their bottom line or their shareholders or a government agency that funds them, you know, none of that is at play. It's all just about, you know, compassion, hope, and help, um, and bringing that into, into community. So that's, that's how, that's why we're so effective in doing what we're doing. Um, and then of course, you know, organizations like, like ours at CareNet, you know, setting those standards mm-hmm. and, and set and creating the programming, uh, that are going to help, uh, those centers be effective in their work. You know that's that's what that's what makes this happen. And I'm looking at some of these statistics here. Eight out of ten women who are considering abortion when they visit a CareNet pregnancy center choose life. That's eighty percent. You know we. 
people talk on both sides of the political spectrum about reducing the number of abortions in America. And um, I just always want to shout from the rooftops, you know, investing in crisis pregnancy centers is how we reduce the number of abortions, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's a key ingredient in that in that fight. And yeah, I, you know, uh, thank you for uh, evangelizing, so to speak. <laughs> no pun intended on on that, because yeah, it, it's a critical ingredient, and uh, you know, we need we need more and more folks out there who um, understand and and appreciate and are knowledgeable about the incredible work that these centers are doing. I, it, Vincent, I want to I want to challenge you know pastors and church leaders uh, in their communities. You know, one of the things I say when I raise money for these kind of crisis pregnancy centers is that being pro-life is not about being mad on Facebook every four years when there's an election. You know, it's about getting involved right now in your communities and saving the babies in front of you. And so maybe you and I, uh, in the time we have left, can talk through some practical ways that uh, churches and, and Christians and local communities can get around these pregnancy centers or even establish ones uh, if they haven't. And so I guess my first question is, how can pastors and church leaders kind of really help get around some of these, uh, these the great work that's being done in some of these uh, resource centers? Sure. I mean, for starters, I think, you know, just becoming intimately familiar with uh, the center in, in their community or centers, um, and if there's more than one. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of churches, what they'll do is really um, help support their local centers financially, mm-hmm. doing fundraisers and things like that, you know, providing volunteers um, and that sort of thing. And, and that's obviously, you know, incredibly important. But at CareNet, we started to kind of think about what's, what's the next level, mm-hmm. you know, what's the next level of support and involvement and engagement that the Church can get um, in this movement. Um, so we're in the process of actually developing, um, you know, a programming, essentially, uh, to give churches a very specific call and specific programming that they could use in order to become more actively engaged uh, in the movement. And so... Um, that's coming soon. <laughs> Can't say too much more about it at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's it's clear that, you know, essentially what we're trying to do is, is help churches develop what we're calling pregnancy care ministries within their church body itself mm-hmm. um, as a as a complement to the work of, of pregnancy centers in their community. Um, because churches have the ability to do some things that pregnancy centers mm-hmm. don't necessarily have the ability to do, mainly provide long-term um, support and, and shepherding and ministry for the folks that pregnancy centers tend to have the ability to serve during, you know, during pregnancy mm-hmm. and maybe for a couple of months after a baby is born. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, what is the, you know, the body, so to speak, that we have in our culture that's designed to help families throughout the life of the, of the family? Uh, it, you know, it's the church, right? Um, yeah. And so making sure that the church is there for that longer-term support, um, not just during pregnancy, but well into, you know, as, as children grow and providing marriage support and fatherhood support and motherhood support and all these other things that pregnancy centers can't necessarily do for the long term. So that's why it's so critical that churches start to get involved programmatically with through pregnancy care ministries. Yeah, and one of the things that I've seen when I've seen it done well, and I'm sure you've seen this too, is when churches and and the resource centers really work together hand in hand. So you have the the pregnancy resource center out there uh, missionally in a place where maybe maybe a, a woman is not going to walk into a church because she might feel shamed or feel, uh, but she mm-hmm. will walk into that clinic. She'll get the help. She'll get the comfort and compassion. She'll hear the gospel. She'll get resources for her children and 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 maybe for you know for the man that's involved 
to help coach him. But then, you know, when centers really are working with the church, right, pointing him into the uh, church life, into the body, I've seen that work really well to where um, a mother in crisis after a long period of time becomes a really strong believer and then starts to help other mothers in crisis. And there's a real opportunity, right, for the church to do gospel evangelistic ministry. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I think you really nailed it there. And I think essentially codifying and programatizing, I think I just mm-hmm. made up a word, but it sounds pretty good, so we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> programatizing exactly what you just said, um, so that there's that complementary relationship mm-hmm. between the pregnancy center and the, ch- and the local church. Um, so they're working together to provide, you know, all the different kinds of supports that that family is going to need over over time. So yeah, it's 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 big and it's and it's really important, and we're under under no illusion that it's necessarily going to be easy. But the church is kind of the sleeping giant in this mm-hmm. whole in this whole fight, and pregnancy centers have do, been doing incredible work. Um, and just think about how much more impact uh, we can have, and pregnancy centers can have, if the church uh, becomes more actively involved. This is great. Uh, one more question for you. Let's say there's a pastor listening or a church listening or someone, an active layperson, and says, you know, our community doesn't have one of these centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's one. How, what is one of my first steps to, to trying to getting something like this off the ground or start a ministry? Is there? I'm guessing they can go to your website and get some uh, resources and information about, about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, you know, so if, if, if folks want to kind of just get started in terms of gathering some information and maybe talk, you know, talking to some folks about this, uh, you know, our website is the place to start for that. You know, care-net.org mm-hmm. is the website. And we have actually four separate um, blogs on our website, and I think two of them really would be extremely helpful for somebody who's thinking about this. One is our church's blog, and the other one is our um, Center Insights blog. Um, and so subscribing to those two blogs um, will kind of get you you'll start to hear all the, the updates and the information that we're going to be releasing about these programs, um, and it'll also get you on our radar screen in terms of um, getting news from us about how um, how you can practically start to roll out a pregnancy care ministry at a church. And so, you know, essentially signing up for our blog is, is the way for you to kind of get in the loop um, and kind of in the, uh, in the inner circle, so to speak, um, around the, uh, the work and the announcements that we're going to be making over the next several months around the church initiative. Well, Vincent, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate the great work you're doing at CareNet. Glad to be working thank alongside you. of you. We're excited for Evangelicals for Life in January and what fruit will come out of that. But thank you so much for taking time out of your, your busy schedule there at your conference to, to talk to us, and uh, we'll uh, stay in touch, man. Absolutely. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, I want to thank Vincent DeCaro from CareNet for coming on and talking about the great work of CareNet crisis pregnancy centers around the country. If you want to get more familiar with them, go to our website. We'll have links there to CareNet and to some of the ways that you can get equipped to be a pro-life champion in your community. We'll also have information about this conference we're hosting with Focus on the Family, CareNet, and ERLC, Evangelicals for Life, next January, right around the March for Life. We'll have links there and see how you can get involved and register for that conference. Also, we'd love to hear your feedback about this podcast. If you have any suggestions for guests you'd like us to to book or 
topics you'd like us to cover, send an email to wayhome at erlc.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll get back with you as soon as we can. But for now, thank you for listening to the Way Home Podcast.